Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Two Halves podcast. Today, we are excited to welcome on the Gaffneys. Kristen Lowell Gaffney is a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, actress, a lover of spicy margaritas, and most importantly, a mom of two beautiful boys. Kristen and I met through the SI Swim journey, and she speaks the truth about the highs and lows of motherhood, social media influencing, and she is just damn funny. Tyler Gaffney is a newly retired NFL star who won two Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. A San Diego native, he attended college at Stanford, where he played baseball and football. Oh, yeah, he was also drafted to the Pittsburgh Pirates of Major League Baseball. No big deal. But don't let the jock stats fool you. Tyler is an entrepreneur, a leader, and a fantastic dad. I really appreciated what he had to say about his relationship with Kristen and his entire family. Without further ado, here's our episode with Kristen and Tyler Gaffney. is up everyone we are here with arguably probably my biggest obsession of a couple we got Kristen and Ty in here we have had so much fun together so I'm really excited to have this conversation with both of you guys and kind of dive into all things um, married life you guys individually business everything but the people want to know what is your secret? How do you guys look so freaking good? What are you putting in your bodies? What are you putting on your skin? What what is going on? What is your secret? Well, I just I, stay, stay around Kristen a bunch and it <laughs> rubs off. So that's my strategy. I do. I share my. I've been sharing my skincare with him. We just got actually signed up for monthly facials, and you know, rock that tie. Um, more men should take care of their skin. Agreed. So, uh, I'm all about that. I have a skincare yeah. sponsorship, Cardon, amazing. <laughs> Tyler, I'll have to send you some. Yeah. <laughs> men, sh- men shouldn't be so scared to take care of themselves. Like, it's sexy when guys have clean pores <laughs> 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 and nice fingernails and take care of themselves. So, um, but I'm a skincare junkie. Um, I am also very open about Botox. It's changed my life because I did not look the same after motherhood. Um, and then I just, I mean, the same with you guys as athletes, I'm like taking care of your body and treating it like a temple. There's so many things in our lives that we can't control, but our body and what we put in it, we can. So we should really take advantage of that with the right supplements and what you eat and, but also balance spicy marks. Agreed. Totally with you. Is there anything on you, like recently that you're kind of like, I mean, we all know the right things, get a lot of sleep, drink a lot of water, you know, we might not do them all the time, but what's like your obsession right now? Right now, honestly, I'm going to have to plug our own company that we're we're launching here uh, in it. a couple months. Um, it is called Shoesy, and it is a um, it's a vitamin company, and we're really excited about it. And it tastes like Starburst. It tastes good. It looks good. It's cute. Um, and actually, our kids can take it too. So, just I think having the right supplements and putting the right vitamins in your body that's not loaded with absolute shit. I used to take these hair gummies and I was so excited and I would take them every morning to break my fast. And Ty's like, you know, that's like all sugar, right? And I was pissed. I was pissed. So um, just not just, I think reading the labels is really important. Totally. I agree with that. It is crazy how much you can, 
I was listening to something the other day that was like, you can fuel yourself correctly, do all the right things, but if you don't correct your gut or you don't correct, you know, give yourself the right supplements for where you are, nothing's really mattering. It's kind of like why I started getting facials because I can put all the product on my skin, but if I don't actually strip down everything away once a month, nothing's getting into my skin. Yeah, exactly. And you have to take it. And people like are curious, like, why I get facials, but I still look like shit. I'm like, yeah, because you're chugging beers and burgers <laughs> all day. Like it has to be, it's a lifestyle. You have to work out. Like there's so many different parts of taking care of yourself. Totally. Look, they feel good. Yeah. I love that you guys speak on, I mean, Kristen, I think you do such a great job of holistically the 360 of everything in yeah. our lives. We're not robots, but also, yeah. you know, most of the time we want to be taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So, our bodies are incredible machines. Yes, they are. Al, why don't you share your new, uh, your newest fascination of taking care of your stomach and your, your body? Oh, kimchi. I'm obsessed with kimchi. Kimchi's the secret. Really? Oh my That's god. That's what I hear. No, so I like, like I mean, I overdo it on kimchi, but I will break my fast with kimchi and my body just feels awesome because I think I'm like fueling it with the correct, you know, gut bacteria and fermented veggies and it just kind of like sets me up for success. I I've been like raving about it. Do you just eat it raw or do you yeah. do like kimchi soup? Nice. Yeah, I just like nice. couple Savage. and it's spicy and sour and crunchy. So I'm upset. I've actually been like sneaking it into Marcus's lunches because I just feel like it's, I don't know, getting everything moving. I, I love, I love, I love I moving. sneaking kimchi in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, oh, there's kimchi in this. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely uh, has a pretty pungent flavor. Yeah, like I think the most important thing is I'm I'm a faster is finding out that first thing that you break your fast with that enters your body, um, and for everybody it's different. Um, but for you, like kimchi has really given you that extra energy, that happiness, uh, that confidence to really set up your day. Um, and I, I had experimented with carbs and fat and protein, and and for me, like if if I have anything other than protein and, you know, uh, a small amount at that in the morning, I'm, I'm crashing an hour later, but I've, I've found with like some fats and some protein, I'm coasting for a while throughout the day. My energy is just peaked for the longest time. Um, and that wasn't without trial and error, but, it, but yeah, I couldn't agree more that the first thing that breaks your fast can really set up your day for success. What is, what's your, what's your go-to? What do you break your fast with the protein? Like- my, my, uh, I'm <laughs> Chris and a laugh. I'm pretty much built on eggs and, and peanut yeah. butter, not together, but, uh, that's, uh, I'd say 90% of what I eat. Um, but I usually make three eggs with, uh, some olive oil and, scramble them up. And that's, that's my first, first meal of the day. And I really don't need to eat for a while after that. And I don't because I love the energy I get throughout the day. So basically coffee, functional mushrooms, some, some eggs and, and oil. I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. I love functional mushrooms, like game changer. I put it in my coffee. And I'm obsessed. I love that. Uh, I need to definitely add that in um, to everything. But so Ty, even if you have like an early morning, really intense session or work, training session or workout, are you good to fast through that? Do you feel like you have enough energy to really go all out without that little protein burst or will, will you wait for afterwards or will you have some beforehand? You're, you're so right. I'm freaking athlete, baby. Um, so <laughs> In the, in the morning, if I do crush a workout and I'm, 
you know, I, I watch my weight only because, um, I'm not trying to gain or lose weight, but I'm, I never want to personally be under the 200 pound club. Uh, I need to, I need to stay in that realm. And so if I start to see that I'm losing, you know, a couple pounds throughout the week, month, whatever it is, I'll start, you know, breaking that fast earlier to, to fuel up. But, um, I, I do need some protein post-workout. Uh, and since I've recently retired, I'm trying to work out a little later in the day so I can, I can keep that fast going. I love yeah, that. he knows love he knows he can't get under the two hundred pound club or I'll divorce him because <laughs> I li- I like him thick. I like him thick. Right. I, yeah. Based based off your recent Instagram post, I was cracking up about Ty walking around and you know, he's got, he's got a ginormous. nice athlete's butt. You know, it is it's what it just, is. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, Marcus. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, well, cool. Thanks for sharing that, that kind of nutritional stuff with us. Let's, let's dive in a little bit more interpersonal, shall we? You guys from the outside, obviously we don't know you super well. Oh, Kristen. I don't know, but no, I know them very well. <laughs> a couple, <laughs> bond, a couple nights bonded. in Miami and you know each that's, other. That's like all this. you need. Okay. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> okay. Then I guess I'll speak for myself there, but you know, you guys are, are loving parents. Um, you seem to take so much pride in, in your kids. Um, and you both have awesome careers individually and now together as, as Kristen, you just explained to us, where does that come from? You know, where do you guys draw inspiration from, you know, what kind of drew you to, to make that kind of family atmosphere? I guess, Kristen, I'll kind of kick it to you. Um, you know, was, was being a, a, a wife and a mom something you always dreamed about? Or um, is it just kind of how things are going right now and you're just along for the ride with it? Um, both. I, I'm figuring it out every day. Like every day as a mom, you're asking yourself, like, how can I be better? And that, that sounds so pretty when I say it, but it's more like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) What am I doing wrong? What, like, do I need to get a therapist? Which by the way, every parent should get a therapist. It's the best thing ever. Therapy is cool. Like let's normalize that. Um, I grew up knowing I wanted to have a family and lots of kids and get married. Um, I didn't realize how young all of this would happen. I think like in the NFL and just sports in general, things move a lot faster. Um, And we did things ass backwards we got pregnant, had a baby, got engaged, got pregnant, got married, had another baby. Um, so totally all over the Court, place. Courthouse wedding, by the way. Love that. Courthouse, yep, courthouse wedding. Um, it was the best hundred bucks I ever spent. <laughs> and um, But I think what, what drew me to Tyler initially, like went all the way back was his confidence and need to always be better. And I'm sure that definitely stemmed from sports. And then for me, like I, it it, it was in a healthy way. It always forced me to level up. Like I wanted to be on my A game around him. So I started working out harder and this was all for me and not for him, um, which was a sign of a healthy relationship. And I think so many times we try to starve ourselves or work out too much or do these things for other people's approval. Whereas his presence made me want to do that for myself. And it became addicting. Um, And I just wanted to get better every single day. And like we talked about eating, like, there's so many th- things that we have control over. So I really started focusing on what you can control. And I think Tyler explained that to me. Um, two quotes. I think, I don't know if it was Shaw. I mean, it's a general quote. Focus on what you can control. But for football, um, Harbaugh said, you're either getting worse or you're getting better every day. And I try to stack the wins. I take it day by day. And did I win the day? Sometimes, Some days I lose the day. And I, I totally just lose. And that's okay. That's life. 
Um, but if I can stack wins, I think um, that's where you see the snowball effect and, and success in your marriage and business. That is awesome insight. Jeez, spoken <laughs> like a, an athlete's wife right there. Athletes Unlimited is a network of new professional sports leagues where athletes compete in a fantasy-inspired games in lacrosse, basketball, volleyball, and softball. Follow them on social at AU Pro Sports and on their website at AUProsports.com. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, you got anything to add for us? Yeah, I mean, I think I think as you listen to Kristen, you, you find out first off why I was, you know, so attracted to her um and why we're here, you know, nine, ten years later. Uh still more in love than ever, still my best friend and um, it's, you know, I think she talked about, uh, I, <laughs> I encourage her to, to be better. Um, and, and in reality, like there are sometimes I know I'm a lot in terms of my personality of, of grinding gears and getting better and always pushing. Um, it's, it's taken me, you know, our entire relationship to understand that that's not always needed. Um, like oh, it, as much gosh. as I've watched. Yeah, I agree completely. Watched, no, no doubt about it. And and it's hard because like you, you have all this experience and information and, and you want to help. And, and when you're from a team environment, it's like bring each other with you. But in, in real life, like as I watch Kristen has used personal trainers before has been in group settings of working out. And I look at them and I, I'm like, I can teach you a hundred times more than any one of these people you've been around being trained by, but I'm not the right person for that. Um, and she doesn't want to hear her husband correct her form and, <laughs> and you know, breathe down her neck while ah. she's doing this. And, and it's hard for me. It, it, it was hard for me to like accept that, but that was not, that is not my role. My role has been to encourage her and ultimately make her the most confident self she is. And the way to do that is not by critiquing that her her knees are coming in a little bit when she's squatting, which you know that's a bad example because her she has yeah that yeah great great squat form all right great squat form so um but yeah it's uh what we've learned is if I can make Kristen the most confident person individually as she can be, our relationship will thrive because she does that for me. And we have gone from, you know, whatever, you know, one out of 10 confidence scale uh, before we knew each other to 10 times that with each other. Um, and, and then I think it's, it's loving, you know, each other as individuals really propels our relationship and everything that we do. That is yeah, and awesome. I, and I think too, he touched on confidence. I think this is so important in all relationships because we see it that it's actually very rare totally. to have two confident individuals. Like I can say without a doubt, if Tyler was like, I'm going to Miami tomorrow on a bachelor's boys trip. I'd be like, have fun, babe. Like, <laughs> like text me. So you got home safe. Like, that's it. Like, whereas 10 years ago, I'd be stalking him. And who are you with? Are there girls there? Like that doesn't even cross my mind anymore because he makes me feel so confident when you're that confident, like your relationship just explodes in the best way possible. And then, the communication is just so much more calm and it's a two-way street. And I think just the communication is key in everything. And if you feel something, say it, talk it out, hear them out, squash it, move on. 
I feel like, you know, you guys just gave so much wisdom of a 10-year relationship <laughs> and that little nugget and so much to relate to. I mean, I feel, Kristen, like you said, self-improvement is addicting. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. once you start to feel good, you want more of it. And the fact that you have a resource like Ty and all the awesome experiences you both have had together to build on that is is really cool. And Ty, funny story, back to what you were saying. I think it was maybe within the first six months of Marcus and I dating, he was coaching at University of Utah, obviously both of us being professional athletes. And I would vent to him about something and he would literally coach me. Like he was, I was like, can you not treat me like your players right now? Like I'm not, I'm not a little girl that's, or, you know, a freshman running around trying to learn how to shoot with their left hand. I'm just trying to talk to you. And it did, it was an adjustment period of, I think as men, you guys are natural fixers and you want to just, you know, completely fix the problem. Why are you even thinking about this this way? This is what you should be doing or, or don't think, don't let that person or what they said affect you. Whereas I think women were a little more sensitive and empathetic (laughs) and compassionate. And it sometimes, I know Marcus has said this, I just need to talk shit out. Like I just need to literally talk things out and I don't need you to fix them for me. And that was a really awesome adjustment. I feel like that has helped our relationship a lot. So I can relate to that. Yeah, totally. I I mean, I think you talk about just normal men. I think Tyler and I fall into a little bit of a different category, (laughs) just being professional athletes. I'm sure Tyler was a captain. I've been like a captain my whole life. And it's just like our natural, Tyler, you mentioned our natural, like, um, intuition is to just like bring people up to our level. Like you're not on my level. Why not? And like yeah. when I had those conversations with Alex, sometimes she was just like, can you just stop? Like, can you just fuck off? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, for me, it was like, it, it, it was cool though. Because again, just I think having a partner that allows you to change your perspective on certain things where you open your eyes to, to stuff and you're like, damn, I, I, you know, I'm not always right about everything. Like, I do need to be a little bit more empathetic to people. Everybody's kind of on a different journey. Not everyone's striving to be perfect every day, and that's okay. Um, and, and I think it's just such a, yeah. an amazing thing about a relationship and, and what a great partner can bring out in you. Absolutely. And like you said, not everyone is trying to get better. And that's been something really hard for both of us to accept, whether it's friends or family. Not everyone's on your level. And some people got to go. Like, <laughs> if when it comes to friends, like, I'm trying to go up, up, up in a way and you're either flying with me or you're a rock that's carrying me down and I need to cut you loose. And that's okay in friendships and in fa- even family sometimes. Like you, if you want to be better, you have to, it's all about who you surround yourself with. Yeah. You have to surround yourself with genuine cheerleaders who clap and applaud when you succeed that aren't always looking at for something for themselves. Like the, the more like greatness you surround yourself with, totally. you're going to end up being great. Athletes Unlimited is bringing fans closer to the game with the Unlimited Club. You'll receive all the latest news and updates in the palm of your hand. Stream digital games, unlock special access, and more. Join for free today by downloading the Athletes Unlimited app available in Google Play and Apple App Stores. Yeah, I completely agree. And then I also, I think on that same question and just kind of with you both and all of your goals you've even had over these past year or even, you know, since you've been together, when the other person has kind of a crazy idea, is Ty the first person or is Kristen the first person you tell? And if so, like, how important is that support from the other partner to be able to, you know, go after your dreams? I I don't even think it has to be a crazy idea. Literally, she's the first person I tell for anything. 
Um, I'm like, look at Foggy today. And, <laughs> and I just can't wait to tell her because uh, she hasn't you know, been outside yet or, or whatever it is. But um, I, I know that I'm going to get the most 110% transparent answer from Good or bad. a person yeah. that only has my best intentions. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's who else would you want to tell anything to? Um, and so when it comes to crazy ideas, which I have many of them, I I Chris and I'm the idea machine. Some are great mm-hmm. and some will hopefully just help you. You know, none of them are bad. They just hopefully maybe brainstorm so you can have a better idea. Um, and, and so it's, uh, it is, it's exciting when, when things come up and, you know, we're like, we want to start a, a company together. We want to start a supplement business. We want to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, like go shoot for Sports Illustrated. It's, it is so fun to have the person you love the most encourage you and give you, you know, the harsh realities of, of some things as well. But it's, it's always a, a push in the right direction. And on that note, like if you never try, like if, like you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, like mm-hmm. Alex, if we never tried out for Sports Illustrated, we wouldn't have been in fucking Sports Illustrated. 100%. Like it's that simple. And I always do this like, I think of the Oscars, like every year there's a room full of people who are there because they fucking went for it and they tried. No one walked on their door and said, hey, I'd really love for you to be in the Scorsese movie. <laughs> like, no, they fucking worked their ass off and busted their tables and did whatever they could. Like, you have to fucking go for it. I am such a believer in that. And the only way to get successful and be different in that next next level, that next tier is to work your fucking ass off and share these ideas and have someone like Ty, when I said, should I do Sports Illustrated again? Even though I was scared shitless, he said, fuck yes. <laughs> and having that support just like boosts you to just go for it. And I will say that that is rare though. I look at you both and it's so genuine, but it is rare in a relationship. I mean, I know I've been in relationships before my perfect fiance across from yeah. me. That, that would be that it was scared by ambition yeah. or was scared by potential failure or, or putting yeah. themselves out there. And so I think what I love that you said, Ty, like the truth I think is so important. You need to know a completely unbiased opinion that you know is going to have your back and know what's best for you and your family, but also regardless of what you choose is going to support you and, and ride or die with you through yeah. that concept or whatever it is and see it out, whether it's a failure or a success. I think it's mm-hmm. almost more important to be there if it's a, you know, a failure and bounce back with that person. So what you guys have is awesome and rare. And I know once I found it in Marcus too, is when I knew he was the one for me because I'm a lot as well. I know that I have these crazy <laughs> dreams and, and I have been with people and even like you said, family members, friends that I've been scared to tell my dreams to, or I've held myself back or, yeah. you know, put a duller version of myself out there because why? Like, who am I hiding yeah. myself from? So yeah. it's really awesome that you guys have found the partner and the person that lifts you up and lets you do that. Amen. It, it's so cool. It's so cool that the, the further along in your relationship you get, the clearer it is. And you understand, like, you hear these other relationships and you know they're they're like complaining and and they're talking shit about their significant other their their husband their wife whatever and the longer you're in this relationship that you are completely transparent and communicative with it's like why why are they doing that like why are they maliciously hating on their relationship to other people like i could never say a bad thing about Kristen a malicious, like something that would ever hurt her feelings if she heard it. Because I would tell her in person, 
in a very constructive way because the last thing I want to do, and honestly, was the you know the the revelation in in our relationship is like I don't want to hurt this person's feelings ever, um, and and that was ultimately like going from the cool guy, playboy, <laughs> you know, whatever, to like this is who I want to be with. I never ever want to hurt this person's feelings. Yeah, that's I love it. I'll, thank you for sharing that that you know personal kind of piece of your relationship. I think something Alex and I are good at, and obviously nobody's perfect, but. It's either don't go to, don't go to bed upset with each other, or don't wake up upset with each yeah. other, right? Because sometimes you will end up, you know, going to bed maybe, and you're not seeing eye to eye on certain things. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I do if, if that happens is I wake up and I give her a big hug, and you know, it's done, it's settled. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Being able to have healthy conflicts is such an important part of a relationship. Um, let's time travel a little bit, Marcus. Yes. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about waking up. Uh, waking up mad, I will say I, I, I don't want to stereotype anything, but it might be a little bit of a female oriented thing that they wake up from a bad dream. And then they're mad. <laughs> you did something I, terrible in my like, dream. So I, I will make you pay. Except, yeah. You cheated yeah. on me in my yeah. dream. Yeah. I'm fucking livid. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I literally thought I literally thought that was something just made up from movies. That is a real thing. <laughs> it's real. And it's Alex, real Alex and I have now been living together for a, a month and a half. And we've been dating for four years. This is the first time we've ever lived together outside of quarantine. And I've been yelled at yep. at least three times for what I did in a dream. <laughs> yep. And, uh, just making sure. You know, I want to let everybody know that's normal. That's normal. You're not alone. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay, let's let's flash back. How, when did you guys fall in love? Was it gradual? Was it a moment in time? Uh, Tyler, were you captivated? Did you see this beautiful model and mom 10 years in advance? Kristen, did you see this athletic, handsome, nice butted male that you <laughs> wanted to have two awesome boys with who who kind of made the, the first move Kristen, go ahead i'll, I'll let tyler actually answer okay. this i'd love to hear his version <laughs> yeah um so when i when i met Kristen, i had uh, i'll just i just got back to stanford i had played professional baseball i left for a year um i was just making my way back into Stanford. It was like winter quarter. I wasn't allowed to enroll until spring. Um, and so I was actually on this, like, you know, to be honest, I was in a little bit of a, a dark place. We'll say, um, I, I was just, I had nothing to do. I, sports was over. I hadn't started football yet. I hadn't, I don't have school. I'm just basically partying like every day. Um, and I, and I, this is the first time in my life. And, and you guys, you guys know this, like sports is a lot. And it was the first time in my life I had nothing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was 21-ish mm-hmm. years old. And um, I had met Kristen through mutual friends. Her sister was going to school right down the road from Stanford. And so there was already like this, this friendship between everybody uh, that I was walking into. And so, um, you know, it's funny. I always bring this up. All my friends said, like, oh, you, you know, don't talk to Kristen. Like, she's a prude. Um, and I'll, I'll, never, I'll, never forget, I'll never forget that because 
as soon as I saw her, I, I like had this feeling. I was like, I, I think I like this chick, the way she's like carrying herself. And we didn't really talk that much the, you know, the first time we ever met. Um, it was just like a quick, you know, flirt and, and move on. Um, and then we re-met for our first time. Uh, and I, uh, I actually led the way. She lived right down the street from the bars. Me and my buddy, we like walked to her house in front of her and her friends. Like they followed us basically, <laughs> um, you know, going to her house. And so, um, when you, when you ask about future, it was, it was probably within the first, you know, month that I realized I, this was going to be like the girl I wanted to be around and, um, for, for a while. And that's, that's where it was at, at that point. And as the time went on, Kristen actually, what I really respect about her is her, her transparency and her, uh, her candidness. And so she hit me with a couple ultimatums because I wasn't ready to like give up being like the cool guy, you know, the player, not that I was playing her, but just like, I was just playing the cool card at all times. Um, instead of being like a hundred percent who I was. And so there was, there were times in our relationship and I, I know two very distinct times that she hit me with, like, I'm not going to have you like texting, you know, other girls. if like, we're an item and we, we weren't quite an item yet. And we, and we were, I was just in denial. Yeah. It was like 24 hours of, you know, we didn't talk and I decided like, I want this girl in my life. She's my girlfriend. This is what we're going to do. And then the next ultimatum, was basically we were out in or I did a year of the NFL with the Patriots and we did long distance for that year. Long distance, by the way, is a shit sandwich. Um, <laughs> it is it is not good by any means. It will help accelerate your relationship in one of two ways, really good or really bad. Totally. Um and and so that after that year she was basically like I'm not going to just be doing this long distance and having these, you know, these fights for nothing. Like we're too good of, of people to be fighting and worrying and, and all of this. And so that was another, the second ultimatum, basically. She's like, let's figure this out. 24 hours later, moved her out there and the rest is, is history. And I think, I think as, as men, we're so like easy and simple that we almost just need to be told what to do. Um, and, and everybody you'll, take like, notes. You'll get so much yeah, further. Very yeah. True. You'll get, you'll get so much further in a relationship. If you just like tell us exactly what you want and what you're thinking, because if you don't, we're not like at, like you see all these memes and stuff. We're not at home just thinking like, I wonder what they're, they're thinking and what they want right now. Do you think they want me to do the dishes? Cause I don't fucking want to do the dishes. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. She wants me to want to do the dishes. Yeah. And so, it's like, just tell us what, what to do. And it makes life so much easier. Um, and, and I, I think from that point on, by the way, this, that move in was about two and a half years in to our relationship, Chris, two, maybe two. Yeah. Um, two, yeah. And that's the moment, like when I moved her out, I was like, I'm ready for this long term. I started looking at rings and then Aww. instead of a ring, I was like, Ooh, cool. We have a baby. So, <laughs> uh, you know, put that on, put that on hold. Because I, you know, I didn't want to ask her to marry me while she was pregnant. I just, I don't know. I thought that was the right move at the time. And here we are talking to you guys. And 
I think I'm happy as can be. I think yeah, that, I mean, he, he said ahead, it pretty well. And just to, on that note, because I hear my girlfriends complain about guys all the time and should I do this or how should I say, it? I'm going to put a period at the end of the text. It's like, <laughs> it's not that, it's not that complicated. Boys just need to be told exactly what to do. And that's what I did with Tyler. As he mentioned a couple of times, I said, the first ultimatum was, and he just called it an ultimatum because it has like a negative context, but it was, if you want to see me, you ain't seen other girls. Right. That's it. That was, that was one. Then two, it was, okay, we've pretty been fair. doing this for, yeah, <laughs> pretty fair request, right? And then yeah. it was yeah. basically like, are we going to be boyfriend and girlfriend or not? Because if not, I'm out. And he realized, I want you to be my girlfriend. Now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Did a year long distance. By the way, he forgot to mention, I was in Silicon Valley working in big tech and he was in Boston, like as far as away as possible wow. as you could get um, for a year. Same thing. It was just tiring, like fighting and just emotional and different time zones. And it was, I'm done with this. So figure it out and move me out there. And so I think if you like girls need to stop being so passive, fucking aggressive and just say how they feel when they feel it in a adult, calm, you know, mature manner. Cause it's also sexy when you're confident and saying, this is Agreed. what I want and this is what I need. And at least from my experience, it's, it's worked. worked. <laughs> well, and I think it says also a lot about you, Kristen, though, that like you said, you had the confidence, but also you knew what you wanted. Like, I think yeah. a lot of women don't really know what we want. We want to be True. chased after, or we want yeah. attention, or maybe we might think this is the guy, but maybe it's just more we're scared that there's not anyone else out there. And yeah. so we're scared of putting ourselves out there and say, and potentially having that ultimatum fail, having them say, no, 100%. actually, I actually don't want this yet. And that's and, scary. Yeah. But to your point that you keep bringing up, and I think it's a constant theme, you're not going to get anything you don't go after. And you might as like, exactly. if they say no, you're back to where you are right now. So at least you know then exactly yeah. where you stand. And say, I'd rather, yeah. like, if that was the case, like, I'd rather it be done now than Agreed. waste any more of my time or cheat on me or fight right. or you're not answering exactly. you know, have an unhealthy relationship. I'd rather have quality around me than, than just to say I have it. And I always say, as cheesy as it might sound, you have to have a me before you have a we. You're not going to have a successful marriage relationship at all until you're confident within yourself because those insecurities are going to roll over into your relationship and ultimately it's going to fail. So you have to do the work within yourself to For find yourself. that confidence for you, right. and then you're going to have a more successful relationship. Totally. Agree on all fronts. I'm shaking my head over here. I'm just, again, <laughs> just thinking back briefly to the start of Alex and, Alex and I's relationship was we had known of each other just through the lacrosse community. It's pretty small. We had had a couple nights out with friends. We start, Then we just started FaceTiming every single day. I was in Utah. She was in Baltimore. And a couple months go by, and then like we didn't talk for like three days. And uh, I just remember I had had a couple bad experiences with long distance relationships, just with relationships in general. So in my mind, I was like, you know, we were getting ready to have this conversation. And I'm like, he was ready to bounce. He was, was like, like this, is, this is around the time. Yeah, I just like, don't, yeah. you know, it's getting to that point. Like, what are we doing? And my natural inclination was to be like, I think I'm good. We had yeah. the conversation. I let Alex speak first. And she, to your point, Kristen, about just being clear and, telling me what to do. She was like, I'm going to come out and visit. We've spent all this time FaceTiming and talking to each other almost every day for three months. Like you would be stupid if you didn't give this a chance and let me come out and visit. And I was like, uh, okay, that. like, <laughs> like, what do you find out? And, uh, yeah. you know, as, as fate would have it, like we spent five awesome days together and 
from there just continued to build. But um, to your point about just being clear with, you know, I think Tyler, actually, you made the point about women just being clear with men yeah. <laughs> about where just they stand what, or how they feel. Yeah, just tell them what you want. Yeah. There's some men are, men are simple, simple creatures, <laughs> like incredibly simple. Just spell it out and what you need, like, and they will do it. <laughs> we we are so happy with just like a a fold up chair and a TV <laughs> on the ground and an Xbox. Like <laughs> you've seen those pictures and like. This is true heaven, and it's literally the most minimal thing. Like, we need one dish, we need one fork. Like, yeah. You know, maybe make it a spork, and we're good to go. And so <laughs> it's um, like, like we're we're just you know we're just built that way. We're simple, and so um, when you tell us what to do, it's so helpful. Instead of Chris had mentioned being passive aggressive, if if you do that, you're leaving room for error, and I can mm-hmm. guarantee that we are going to make those errors when you leave room for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, it's also, I think, to just back to the point of being a great teammate, it's no one's a mind reader out there, especially on the field, yes. right? Like, you yes. need, like, the only way to be successful is to talk to the person to the left or the right of you, explain what you're trying yeah. to do, be decisive. If you're going to be indecisive, nothing's going to get done. So I, I, I think this is an awesome correlation back to, you know, kind of where I, I think I've learned how to treat people, which is from my family mostly, but mostly also yeah. from being a great teammate and just having to, you know, learn from others around you and see what works best. And especially, I'm sure, with having two kids now in the heat of it all, like, you need to be as direct as possible yes. with what is happening. Yes, yes. Our kids are savages. <laughs> I am obsessed yeah. with them. They, like, crack me up. They're, they're That's a good, good segue into uh, parent life. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk, talk about, about it. I love it. Well, I want to. Yeah, I want to ask. Well, let's ask. I want to talk to Kristen first, just kind okay. of about. You know, you. I. I think I followed you even before this whole Sports Illustrated thing, but now getting to know you, it just all is so authentic and relatable in who you are. You really, I mean, do a great job of portraying who exactly you are on you. social media. But I will say, like, and I mean, I love you for it, but you are not your typical mommy Instagram blogger no. BS. No. Like, you are you. And I think I just want to know, like, how are you so open, honest, and blunt? And it is, is it exactly who you are in person. So this shouldn't be, like, a, a crazy answer, but... Social media can be somewhat unforgiving, judgmental, and I just, I really commend you and I love how open and honest you are and how true you stay to who you are. I guess, how can you, can you speak to your truth in that matter? How did you, how did you kind of gain that confidence to be you? I just, I believe in, Tyler's parents always say this and it stuck with me, is just to live your truth. We have one life to live and I'm not going to walk, like walk on eggshells around people. I'm not for everyone. Like, I don't need to be. So why should I try to be? No, like, and Ty always tells, tells me, it's like, you're always going to offend 50% of your people. Like, someone's always going to be upset with you. So like, why not just be honest in it? And I, I think, like, I always say I was raised by Mr. Feeney for anyone who's over 30 knows Boy Meets World. Yes. Like, as long as you have a good moral compass and you're not doing anything or saying anything to be malicious, like, I have good intent in everything I say and do. And I can, like, lay my head down at night knowing that, like, it's right. coming from a good place. So I, I, I'm not for everyone and, and I'm okay with that. Like as long as I'm happy and my direct circle is happy and content with me, then, then I'm good. And when it comes to being like a mommy blogger, when I first kind of got into social media, I tried, I tried to be wear anthropology and take <laughs> perfect pictures. And as I'm taking pictures, my kids literally like eating dirt and licking someone's gum <laughs> under a table 
And I'm like, this is just not fucking working. Right. And I have no time for this. And it goes back to what I was just saying. Like, I'm just going to be me. And I like to have fun. I, I swear like a sailor and I have different views than, than other people. And, and that's okay. And I think, I think people need real more than anything in the, in the game of social media and a highlight reel and Facetune and perfect. And everyone's perfect and doing all these big grand things. Like I like to just keep it as real and authentic as possible because I think the world's craving that more than ever. Agreed. I also think it's how boring would we be if we all looked exactly the right? same and, and, and lived the same lives. And I will say Marcus and I disagree on certain things and I mean, even political things, I would say. And I like that. Like I need yeah. to be challenged. I don't That's want to follow. Learn. Exactly. I don't want to follow a, whatever, a thousand Instagram accounts that all say, are saying the exact same things that are what I feel. Like it sounds a little bit like Create, I think a little like narcissistic if you want to <laughs> yeah, just be yeah. surrounded by people that agree with what like yes men and yes women. It's, yes. I want to be challenged and learn more and hear out from people that might have a difference of opinion. Now, if it makes totally. you uncomfortable, it's your feet. Do whatever you want. You yeah. can follow me. But exactly. I just always respect it and I love how you don't let that, you know, really deter you from saying how you feel on on big topics or small or just being who you yeah. are. I, I love it. Yeah. And I don't want to say like, if you're, if you're either with me or you're, or you're against me, because it's not that serious. But like you said, like there's the unfollow button. Yeah. free. You are following me and my <laughs> thoughts and I'm not following you. Like, it's all good. You know, like it people is. are like, I'm unfollowing you. I'm like, all right. I, I love the, I love the, the people that let you know that they're unfollowing you. Like you don't oh, have to let hilarious. me know. Like you can <laughs> just, say, just do it. How will I get through my day? Right. <laughs> Bye Felicia. See ya. See ya. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, what do you think are your favorite attributes of Tyler as a dad? Ooh. As a dad, so one of the attributes I love about him, that's kind of a double-edged sword because it can be annoying sometimes, but it's the best thing you could ever ask as from a, a father is he's so concerned all the time with the happiness of our children. Um, whereas sometimes I'm like, just they're boys. Like, let them, it's okay. They're just having a tantrum. And he's always like, I just want to make sure they're happy and they're good. Like he's so overly concerned in the most healthy, like genuine way. So he's always aware of all of us first before himself. Um, Heli- and he a heli- he's a helicopter dad. He's one thousand percent a helicopter dad. He, I'm, I'm like the cool. Well, I'm like uh, it's no, okay. That, that, is, that is incorrect. That is absolutely incorrect. I am not a helicopter dad. These guys do climb on roofs jump off things and I could give a shit. It's like the emotional aspect. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I like, I'm so concerned about, like I watch them interact with my parents and the school and other people's parents. And they're the, like the nicest, sweetest people ever. I could argue at home. There are days that they are the literally the worst people in the world. Um, and it's, it's tough. It's tough to like, see that as a dad, as the person, like, I love you guys the most, like, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. I want the best for you when it all, you know, push comes to shove. Like if I had to sacrifice, you know, myself or my wherewithal for you guys, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Um, but like, they will be complete assholes to me because number one, I'm the disciplinarian. And so when it's all said and done and like, it's been a freaking riot of a day, like, and emotionally, like nobody understands until you have like multiple kids, 
like an emotional battle the entire day through like fighting and yelling and breaking up fights and cleaning up food and just everything that comes with being a parent. I sit down with Kristen and I'm like, like, are we doing something wrong? Right. Um, you know, is this like, is this on us? Because they only treat us this way. Um, and, and so for me, like being a helicopter dad, there's, I think I'm the opposite of a helicopter dad in terms of their physical being. Yeah. I, physical. I, I'll let them, you know, they, he just, my son just licked the, like damn near the entire uh, escalator <laughs> really? handrail on the way into <laughs> Disneyland. Right. Like, I, I could give a shit about that. Um, and, and so for me, I just like, it's that, it's that, uh, blessing and curse of being an athlete and always wanting to be better. Like I want my kids to be better. I want them to be set up. I want them to be well-mannered. I want them. And it's hard for me to understand that sometimes as they're five and three. And, and there are times that Christian reminds me like, Hey, it's okay. Like he's five years old. He's he's not going to be, you know, on his P's and Q's all, all day long. So, um, so I'm, that was me just barring the hell out of a helicopter dad thing. <laughs> but ahead, but I, think, I, I think, I think too, on that note, because Tyler did explain, like we have bad days because we have, when there is, when there are bad days parenting, we're like, are we doing something wrong? Is this parenting and no one talks about it? And it's true. Like it's still kind of a taboo subject that not many parents talk about. And to what we were talking about, Alex, earlier about social media and like these mommy bloggers, it's all perfect and professional pictures of my happy kids who are all dressed like fucking orphans and wearing new like tan all the time <laughs> and it's like what? it's like that's not real life and I, I want to normalize like talking about parenting and like the bad days like I there are days where I'm like I get why kids people don't want to have kids I get it I'm about to drop my kid off a fucking fire station like they're <laughs> driving me crazy and like but no one talks about right. those days and it would be way cooler and make me feel better as a mom when I am having those days, realizing that everyone experiences this, like everyone has kids who are assholes sometimes, like it's okay. It's not you. It's just them being kids. But like people are still so scared because they want this idea of perfection when it comes to parenting. And it, you feel like you're failing if you're admitting any sort of, you know, wrong. But I think we just need to normalize like parenting sucks sometimes. It's also the biggest blessing in the entire world. But like we need to talk about how much it sucks sometimes too. <laughs> right. It's not all rainbows and sunshine for sure. Yeah. I think like, I mean, you know, Alex and I have talked about having kids in the future and, uh, you know, we're, we're not quite there yet, but it's definitely something that we want to do together. And we're excited about that. But like, just hearing you guys speak about how much it means to you, I think the most important thing is that, you know, your kids, a lot of times just are grateful that you guys are together and you're happy and you're there. Like you guys Mm -hmm. are teaching them so much without even teaching them anything just by the way that you talk about each other, the way that you support each other. Like they don't really, you know, they won't remember the specific details of what, but they'll remember that you were there and that you picked them up and supported them. And, you know, I think that's obviously the the catalyst behind being a good parent. Nobody, no one has any idea. My brother just had a baby girl two months ago. So I'm I'm Uncle Marcus now. So. And he's just like, yeah, you know, we're just trying to figure it out every day. And, yeah, um, yeah. She's going to be a lefty. We're already working on her left-handed I dodge love it. girl. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad would say that growing up, you know, when I, because like you said, Marcus, like when they're older, they remember a good marriage. They remember that you were there. And my dad used to say this to me all the time. And I was like in high school, middle school, and I'd get mad at him. And he goes, Kristen, 
I go to every game of yours. Yeah. My parents never, like, and he grew up in the 60s in Italian family. My parents didn't even know what fucking school I went to. I go to every game, you know? And it's like, and I remember that now as an adult. Yeah. I'm obviously, enti- like, love him to death. And I realized all the things he sacrificed growing up. But that's what you said, Marcus, to your point again. Like, we're here, we're trying, and we care, and we're doing the best we can. And, like, I have peace with that. Yeah. So I will say too, from you know, I've never met your boys. They look, they're they crack me up. You, their Halloween <laughs> costumes were incredible. I was dying. Um, really well done. But, so good. <laughs> but you know, you see how open and honest you guys are with them, and how tender you guys are to them and each other. But in your own regards, like I think you both are absolute badasses. Like you guys are have the killer instinct in business, in sports, in life to succeed. And I see like the way you're talking about right now, like you're reassessing and reflecting on you guys as parents because you have that in you to win or to or to do the best or to kind of have that same mentality that you've had your whole life towards your kids. Um, is it like, I guess, because I think about it with us, but like, do you have to check yourself sometimes and be like, okay, this is just love we need to give right now and not be so critical? Or is it like, I don't know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, where does that, where do you find All that balance? Time. <laughs> All the time. All the time. It, it is. It's tough. Like, like you said, you guys learned in your relationship, you know, by communicating, you and Marcus, by communicating um, that, like, I just need you to hear me and I need to vent. I don't need to be coached. The, the issue with kids is they have zero emotional intelligence. So, you know, when they're young, they only have a few emotions and it doesn't matter what's going on in their life. They're going to use one of those emotions. And it's not always telling, like, what that emotion is if it's a positive or a negative, you know, like when they first start crying all the time, they can be crying over a hundred different things and you don't know what it is. Like their stomach could be hurting. They could have a headache. They could have jammed their finger. They could just feel emotional. It could be having anxiety. Um, and then as they get a little older, they start to communicate a little better, but they still like, if you talk, I'm a firm believer in talking to your kids as adults, Yeah. but sometimes I have to, you know, take a step back or even honestly get on my knee when I talk to him because the way I talk and I know this about myself is, is intense in just regular life. I can't imagine what it is for a five-year-old who's looking up to this guy who's double his size and I'm talking to him like an adult, like he cowers in fear sometimes because he thinks I'm being like, you know, angry at him or ridiculing him. And I'm in reality, I'm, I'm, I'm like talking maybe a little more intensely than normal because he's been being bad, but it, it comes off as a hundred times right. worse because he's just so innocent and small. And so, um, you, you, it's a con for me. And, um, and I would say everyone in this, uh, you know, this four person podcast, it is, it will be a challenge every day to not, you know, talk to them as, as we have been, ingrained in our DNA from our upbringing. Right. And too, like, I think there's a theme what's helped me as a parent is, and you guys as athletes, it helps you so much going into parenthood, like understanding it's all about patience. It's, it's all about patience. You have to be patient with your kids, patient with your husband, patient with all the outliers in life. Like you just have to be patient and just take a breath let it digest and then, and then make a game plan from there. It's exactly like, honestly, sports, you learn so much from sports that's going to carry on to being successful parents. Love it. 
So great. Well, I guess, so transitioning now that you guys, you know, have been together for so long, we're getting married in almost a month now. What would you say? I know, we're so pumped. I like wake up every morning like it's Christmas. I'm just so... It's like a month away, right? Yeah, but we're actually, we're going to do a courthouse wedding as well here because we don't want to deal with having to... Or you get married in Mexico. So then we'll go down there and have a celebration with friends and family. But just with you guys continuing to build and and how much I like respect and you guys inspire us so much as, as a duo, as a team, what would be maybe some advice you would give us for kind of, you know, this next chapter of our lives? I think you can never you can over never communicate. Over-communicate. Oh, oh my oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was wow. amazing. <laughs> oh my it's God. That's so weird. great. We do that all the time. And I, it like Sick. ends up, Sick. you know, at some point it kind of creeps us out. Like, <laughs> why, are, why are we like this? Um, but yeah, go ahead, Chris. You can, you can expand on that. I just, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I think you can never over communicate, be clear when something's on your mind, say it, squash it, find time for each other. Um, Parents or no parents, like I think finding time and carving out time outside of work, outside of kids, outside of like any kind of responsibilities and just sitting down and taking time one-on-one without friends or groups because life just gets so hectic and it's like group things and group dates. And it's like just one-on-one time I think is so, so important. What do you think, Ty? Ty, anything to add? No, I, I think that's it. I, I yeah. think you put on your oxygen mask before, you know, you put on mm-hmm. others. And so being able to, first off, put your guys' individual selves and happiness first, you know, because if you aren't operating at 100%, you can't give your relationship 100%. Um, and then number, you know, number two is putting you as a unit first. Um, and so I know we have kids and like you give up your life, your entire life for these kids, but in reality, Kristen and I, like we put ourselves first um, on an individual level and then on a relationship level before our kids so that we can lead by example because they're watching at all times and they're doing things and they're talking like the way we talk to each other. And so, um, you know, I know kids is in the future for you guys, but even these exterior motives, like people are going to try to pull you to do this and do that. And, and, it, and I'm not even talking about like negative things towards your relationship, just pulling time away from each other. If the, I know that for me and for Kristen, like the ultimate, you know, compliment of, you know, a date or a gift is the thoughtfulness and the time, you know, the time that you allocated to just do this instead of like, I could go, you know, I could go buy her, uh, you know, a nice purse or some, some heels or whatever. And like, yes, that's nice. And those things are, are needed at points, but the, the biggest things that she loves in her love language is the thoughtfulness put in behind it. And that just goes to put your relationship first. Yeah. And I think also like with, with parents or, in, or marriage or whatever you, I always use this metaphor. It's like, you can't have a successful business if the CEO is absolute shit. You have to be the CEO of your business and that's your household. So it goes, you, you are the CEO and you have your employees, which are your children (laughs) and you have your co-CEO, which is your husband. And it starts, it trickles from the top down. So you have to take care of yourself. And I hear moms like, I don't have time for the gym. Bull fucking shit. Yes, you do. You have the same 24 hours in the day as Beyonce. Go make time, make time for yourself. You have to. And that's why I love the gym. I put my headphones on and no one bugs me for an hour. So make time for you, you're happy, and then you it trickles to your husband. Make time for your husband, and then together you'll be more of a unit as parents to your children. 
I f- when did this podcast just turn into a therapy session for us? <laughs> I know. I, I'm just sitting here listening. I, you know, I'm trying to like scribble down some notes, over communicate, BCE. Yeah. Um, I'm just so grateful for you guys sharing that. And it's, it's really good advice. Um, for us as we kind of take this next chapter together that we're we're super excited about so so for us what's next is like i know as as an athlete as a football player you know kristen had we had the kids and she gave you know a lot of her her life to that to support what i was doing um and and now that i'm retired i'm just so excited to you know kind of be her support and empower her to do, you know, reach her dreams and the things she wants to accomplish. Um, and, and we'll do that together, but it's, I've, I'm really excited for that because I can, I can see how driven she is and how exciting these things are, things are going. And I also can see, you know, from like an operational standpoint, her, she has had to jerry rig her entire like business and brand. And she's done an amazing job with very little help. And so now that I think, you know, the person who has her best intentions possible is going to help her. Um, I, I really want to see, we know the sky's the limit for her and, and everything moving forward. Love that. Yeah. I, I, um, I, so my background is I, I worked in tech and there was a moment where I was sitting in my cubicle and, you know, I had, I made great money and was doing well and stock all, all the things and I was going to retire at 65 and have 2.5 kids and do all that. But I was in my cubicle and I was like, I'm not doing this shit for 40 more years. So I've just realized and just being around certain people is you got to be your own boss. And Tyler and I have really realized that the last couple of years and have gotten involved in different businesses. And, you know, our, our next project we're really excited about. And it feels good as a woman to kind of be given that respect amongst men who are my partners. And um, I'm just really, really excited to have this craft and mold it. And it's all on, it's all on me. It's all on me and Tyler. It's all on our team. Like it's, we either make it or we break it and it's on us. So I, I thrive in that, that um, pressure and responsibility. And I'm really excited to see where it takes us these next couple of years. Yay. I love it so much. I mean, I'm so excited to support you guys and all of your endeavors. Um, you definitely have two hu- huge fans in Baltimore here. Um, and we'll have to make it out to sunny San Diego because I yes. wouldn't suggest coming to Baltimore. We'll come to you. <laughs> it did It did just get named the, the most fun city in the United States. San Diego? Yes. I mean, uh, I've always had a blast there. It's, it is. It's so fun. It's so, so fun. fun. You guys have to come. It'll be a great time. It's Alex's middle name is fun. Yeah, we appreciate the time. And, and you got, I mean, we have a lot of similarities I'm learning through this. So just like as yeah. a couple and kind of how we see things and stuff like that. So we, we definitely have to make time for each other, maybe on a West Coast trip at some point. And, yes. Um, Good luck with everything moving forward. We will plug and support any businesses that you want. Um, you have huge fans here. and yep. um, Yeah, that's kind of it. You guys are the best. I'm so excited <laughs> you for it. You're going to crush marriage. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> cool. cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. That Thank was awesome. You, you guys, oh I God. literally feel like we could have talked for three hours. That's how I feel. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs>